0: Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have one question for us. Are we live?
1: We are live with Gross Anatomy podcast, the show that explores the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture.
0: Meaning books, movies, TV, podcasts. Games and the world around us, and I am Dr. Jason Cohen, and I'm super duper excited today to have, in addition to our regular host, Lauren Taylor. In addition to Lauren Taylor, Lauren Taylor, we have a guest co-host tonight,
1: Ray O'Neill.
0: Amazing, amazing, and but actually, this is this is your. We we went live with you. Previously, right?
1: You have gone live with me before. I'm back yes. too.
0: And you are the real Raya, aren't you?
1: The real reality? That's me. At the real reality.
0: Real reality. Let me ask you a question. I, I know this is about gross anatomy, but I clicked on your
1: The RealReality.com? Or... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you are you selling a lot of that
1: stuff? Oh my No Justice, No Peace, shirt. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. So I did that during the BLM movement and during COVID with my two friends and yeah I'm still selling them they're live
0: yeah that's cool I like those shirts very cool so what are we doing today guys
1: we've got some good stuff we're talking cannabis we're talking COVID we're talking TikTok and all these health trends
0: that sounds like some good stuff
1: I know we're all sick of hearing about COVID 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 but what if you start talking about weed 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 might change things up and COVID Weed and COVID. Nice. Allegedly, weed might prevent COVID.
0: Did you read any of those studies? Did you look at any of that stuff?
1: Uh, There's some research done I saw by Oregon State University, and allegedly they're saying they found two compounds, commonly found in hemp, that could offer protection against coronavirus.
0: Interestingly, hemp isn't the hallucinogenic part part of cannabis. You know, hemp has the... CBD and and a lot of other compounds, but it doesn't have the THC, what makes you high. So that's an interesting thing.
1: But I did see it's not peer-reviewed just yet, and it does mention, like it, like you said, it doesn't involve THC; it involves CBD. Or I saw actually, have you heard of CBGA?
0: I did only because I read the article, but other other than that, really no. But I know there are a lot of compounds in cannabis, uh, tons and tons of different compounds that are thought to have many different effects. You know, it's not just CBD and it's not just THC. It's, it's terpenes. It's all the different cannabinoids. It's, and then it's the, the other products that you mentioned. So there's, there's so much we don't know about cannabis, but there's so much we don't know about so much.
1: You're right. I just can't imagine. Oh, I, did I tell you that I had COVID? You did. I had it the other week. Nice. Yeah, right? And
0: how, how'd you do with it?
1: You know what? It knocked me out for like a good day or two, but I survived.
0: Right. That's because you were using hemp, right?
1: So I'm a big CBD advocate. I like to have the droplets. I actually smoke these CBD pre-rolls. <laughs> this brand called We Are Ojo, they make these like pure hemp pre-rolls. They're great.
0: And it's just CBD?
1: It's just CBD. Interesting. Really cool stuff.
0: Do you feel anything from it?
1: Sometimes I feel like it gets me high, but like, I know it's not going to be high. It it does relax you.
0: It does? You feel like it does?
1: It does burn my throat sometimes, which is, I was going to say, I couldn't imagine when I had COVID smoking cannabis to like make me better because my chest was killing me.
0: Yeah. Unless maybe there's something about burning your throat that kills the cannabis.
1: Yeah, maybe. But
0: But then you would see that in cigarette smokers too. My thought about studies... Well, my thought about cannabis is there's a lot of good stuff related to cannabis. A lot we still don't know. A lot we're still exploring. A lot of anecdotal stuff. But there are some good studies too that that's, shows cannabis has a lot of uses. My feeling is that someone doing a study or any kind of research could easily make the data show whatever it is they want to show. Like there's Studies and research are biased, even when they claim it's it's non-biased and prospective and randomized. You still have this data that then you decide how to write it and how to formulate it and how to make it sound good as or sound bad. And so, to some degree, when it comes to studies and papers, I'm always a little bit skeptical about who's writing the study because the person writing the study clearly has a Goal and, a, and an intention, and I think it's important to know. You know, when a drug company is writing a study for their drug, the odds are they want to try to figure out how their drug is good. And the same thing goes with vaccines, and the same thing goes with cannabis. I think there's unfortunately always a certain amount of bias yeah. that isn't questioned often enough.
1: I agree. And speaking of things not being questioned enough, it kind of leads to the next topic of these TikTok health trends. You know, TikTok has obviously been become super popular during COVID and I'm like a TikTok addict. I know you're that. a TikTok yeah, addict. Yeah. I follow Gross Anatomy. I hope I'm now you're talking, of course. <laughs> because, well, actually, TikTok can be really informational. Like the content we post is very informational.
0: Today. Other times it's entertainment, which is pretty much what I think TikTok is. But I got to tell you, in the morning, after my workout, like when I'm having my coffee before I'm about to shower, yeah. I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to look at TikTok for a minute. And the next thing I know, like well, a hours half ago. hour's gone by and now I'm running late. Other than gross anatomy, what's your favorite TikTok?
1: There's this guy, and I, don't know, I don't even know his handle, and he does these um, like real housewives impersonations of different scenes and will like do movie scenes. It is hilarious.
0: Very educational.
1: Very, very educational. Yes. There's, oh my God, educational. There's a girl on there. She's a lawyer and she tells you all the fine print stuff of things so that you can like potentially sue someone or like get out of being sued.
0: My my two favorite TikTok. well, I have a whole bunch, but my two favorite educational TikToks are um the chefs or the vegan chefs, you know, the ones who, because I try to be as plant-based as possible. The other one I like is there's this guy who is kind of like a plant guy and, uh, and you know, he'll be like, don't throw away your banana peels, dry them and blend them. And then you add, you know, whatever and use it for your soil or, or stuff like that.
1: There are a lot of these like health influencers who post really great stuff, but like there's really no credibility behind what they're saying or doing. Like it could be a yoga hippie fanatic, but just because she says to do it, it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. But as I'm saying, and of course I followed this girl and she was like, if you want to lose weight, you should drink chia seed water. <laughs> so now I have with me here, chia seed water. And I'm like, scrolling. I'm like, who is she to tell me? And now I'm drinking chia seed water.
0: Wow. Listen to you. You're very, you're very influenced. Eh?
1: Very influenced by the influencers. Blue Chuck. She knows what she's talking about.
0: Nice. Nice. That, that is pretty interesting. And the whole life coach thing also is pretty interesting.
1: You know, like where are your credentials? Just
0: random people become well, it's a whole great new industry. Is people could kind of decide all of a sudden, hey, I'm gonna be a life coach and people will listen, people will follow.
1: But then I wonder, am I really benefiting at all by drinking chia seed water? It says a glass here, a glass here, a glass there on her, but consuming chia in, in an excessive amount isn't good for your health.
0: You start growing like hair out of the sides of your body, like a Chia pet.
1: That's what I'm worried about.
0: I, I, I must confess, I don't know, but my guess is just like you said, it's probably not going to hurt you, but the truth is it's probably not that beneficial. Probably drinking water is probably just as good.
1: Here's one that was really bad. And I know I'm like, I'm not that dumb, but people were these like juice heads, these gym freaks. We're dry scooping their pre-workout powder. Did you see that?
0: What does that mean, dry scooping? What does that mean?
1: Taking a scoop of their pre-workout and just swallowing it without any water.
0: The the dry scoop challenge? Like how many scoops could you do?
1: One scoop you do before your first lift and it's supposed to like enhance your workout and like help with like your metabolism.
0: I definitely think that's bad for your kidneys, for sure. It's definitely bad for your kidneys. In fact, even... Even with the water, a lot of that protein stuff puts a lot of stress on your kidneys and could potentially cause damage. So, oh. I mean, you're probably going to be okay, but I I don't think it's a good idea. And I think if you are drinking that stuff, you better hydrate a ton.
1: I used to take a pre-workout when I was doing this, like, fitness challenge. And I remember my heart. I don't drink coffee, so I'm like, maybe I don't drink. It's because I'm not, like, used to caffeine. But I was like jittering all day long from
0: the from the scoop challenge.
1: I didn't do the scoop challenge. I mixed it with water, but just from the pre-workout itself. I
0: don't know. I've, I've never tried. I've never really done the protein powder stuff. Is that something you do when you work out?
1: Well, I, I haven't worked out in a few months. I'm not gonna lie, but I used to.
0: Really, you were a protein powder person?
1: Yeah, protein powder pre-workout. I was following like a a beach body like protocol.
0: Did it work? Were you beach it body ready?
1: I of—I had a little beach body for a while.
0: It would have been interesting if you could have replicated, doubled yourself and had one of you working out and one of you without drinking the crap and the other one of you working out with drinking the crap, same workout. It would have been cool to see if there was any difference.
1: I should try it. That'd be a good test for me.
0: We need twins. We need to find some twins and that's how we could do it. Those so those twin studies are sometimes, identical twin studies are sometimes some of the best studies for that kind of stuff. We can do it. I wonder if they've ever tried that.
1: Well, here's one they can try. Garlic up the nose.
0: Garlic up the nose?
1: They're saying if you're congested or have a cold, you stick two cloves of garlic in each nostril, (laughs) leave it in there for a few minutes, then you blow your nose. It's really like repulsive. This is on TikTok. And people would have like long things of mucus coming out of their nose. Is garlic that powerful?
0: Garlic is good. But I don't know if you need it up the nose, but it reminds me of a story when I was a surgery resident in Brooklyn at Kings County Hospital in East Flatbush, New York, or New York, our, our home, our hometown. And uh, I was probably a mid-level, my surgery residency was five years. So in my third year, so I was a senior, but not quite a chief resident, is what they call it. I was a senior resident. And we, as the third year surgery resident, we were in charge. We were in charge. It was just us in the pediatric surgery emergency room area. If there was a pediatric surgery emergency, they came to us as a third year surgery resident. And if it was a major issue, we would call down, you know, our fellow who was a few years ahead of us to help out. But for most stuff that came in, it was us. and, And we were the ones taking care of everything. So, I remember I had this mom come in, hysterical crying, hysterical crying, carrying this small boy, and the boy was crying, and the mom was crying, and they were panicking and crying, tears running down, and I finally sit the boy down, and the mom's crying, crying. and I'm like, what's the matter, what's the matter, and the the mom is like, uh, he stuck a bead up his nose, I can't get it out, and the kid's crying, the mom's crying. And it's, you know, I look up there and there's this blue bead, you know, stuck up in his nose. And they're freaking out and everybody's freaking out. So I do the only thing that made sense is I said to the kid, I put one finger blocking his nostril totally. And I said, blow really hard. And the bead shot across the room. The mom and the kid were like hugging me, kissing me. Thank you, doctor. You're the greatest. You're the greatest. That was one of my favorite pediatric surgery experiences i still remember i remember being a hero just from you know shoving my finger in the kid's nose and having him blow his nose it was great wow (laughs) i wonder how often that's happening with this garlic which takes me we already talked about it a little bit lauren and i i think on our last podcast about rectal foreign bodies i think we discussed a little bit you know so, so there's nasal you know any of these foreign bodies turn in, you know, they could get stuck in whatever orifice they go in. And uh, it could be a challenge. In fact, I just heard on the radio, there was some person who thought he had water in his ear and went to the doctor. They gave him drops. It didn't come out. And then finally, you know, it turned out it was a big bug in the ear that they had to remove.
1: Biggest nightmare. I mean, how are you getting things stuck in your rectum in your anus? What do
0: you think, Rhea? How, how are patients doing it? I slipped and fell. You know, that's, that's the funny one. I slipped and fell. No, actually the, the most recent patient claimed that it was a dare and, and it was like a bottle of dove like hair product that went up there. And the crazy thing is it was a dare like on new year's Eve. And then the patient comes in five days later not being able to poop, and we had to actually operate on this patient to to be able to milk it down their colon to get it out.
1: Whoa!
0: So don't put any garlic up there.
1: I'm not putting any garlic up the nose or up yeah. the other way.
0: Yeah, I, I think putting anything up any orifice other than your mouth, if you're if it's food, or like Tylenol suppositories and stuff like that, is is or or suppositories to poop. Other than that, I think. Be very careful. Whatever it is you're putting anywhere, be aware and be careful. You know, you hear stories, too, of, of women, of girls, you know, forgetting a tampon. Um, and that that could turn very serious. And, I'm and,
1: say. Yeah, GFS, you, huh?
0: Right, Exactly. Exactly. And it's and, you know, believe it or not, it's, it's pretty common. You know, it just came up in conversation the other day with some people. It's, it's more common than you think.
1: I've had friends that have forgot that they had a tampon and put another one in.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's very common. And then they can't get the other one out or they start having a discharge or, you know, and then they go to the doctor and, you know, who knows.
1: On the note of getting things stuck in your rectum and then your uterus or uh, et cetera, et cetera. I saw, I heard on the news or read on the news, on Instagram news, that Drake, the rapper Drake, was having like sexual relations with this girl. And dripped hot sauce on her vagina, or something. Did you see that?
0: I didn't see it, but that is real news. <laughs> it's
1: real <laughs> news. Wait,
0: is that, re- is that recent?
1: This is recent. This is like the other day. I saw it.
0: Like flaming, like 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 cooked like it was Frank. hot temperature hot sauce, or
1: but like Frank's Red Hot Sauce.
0: Oh, oh, that could burn.
1: Why would you do that? I've heard another story like that too.
0: Wow, that could burn. That could definitely burn on any mucosal membrane. But I don't know. <laughs>
1: the vagina drip. <laughs>
0: yeah, the break vagina
1: drip. <laughs> well, there's another podcast called Call Her Daddy. And it's like, have you heard of it? It's like very, it's pretty explicit. And they talk about all this sexual stuff. And one episode was a guy came on and said that he had a girl or he stuck like hot sauce, like in a girl's butthole or something like very wicked stuff.
0: You're into the hot sauce. I see. (laughs) Speaking of hot sauce, do you like hot sauce? And if so, what is your favorite hot sauce?
1: I really like hot sauce. I'm a big sauce fan in general.
0: I love sauce. I talk about sauce with my kids all the time to the point where I embarrass them. It's all about the sauce. I love sauce
1: all about the sauce. Me all too. All
0: about the sauce.
1: I think pesto is my favorite sauce.
0: Okay. What's your favorite condiment?
1: Oh, I was just talking about this last night. I think honey mustard.
0: I'm a mustard guy. So honey mustard is great too. It's all about the sauce.
1: It's all about the sauce.
0: My kids are so embarrassed about about me. So this episode they definitely it'll make them even more embarrassed. So it's it's good. Like we we were I'll take it to the point of total embarrassment now. So like at some, we were traveling and and they had these like mushroom bites, but they were shaped like balls. So, (laughs) you know, I was talking about the ball sauce and that's what I talk about in front of my kids. Like I love, you know, like falafel balls with sauce, you know, it's all about the balls and the sauce. Yeah. It's a little cringeworthy, I'll admit. And my kids it really bothers them. So maybe we should edit this part out. No. No, I'm sticking <laughs> with the ball sauce and the
1: sauce. We can't edit it out cuz it kind of flows perfectly. Exactly. I've been um really into Have you ever seen Euphoria on HBO?
0: I have. I saw the whole first
1: season. Oh, what'd you think?
0: I thought it was brilliantly done. I love Zendaya, but why? You know, like it's It's so disturbing. And I think we've talked about it on on the show a little bit. Haven't we?
1: In the past. Yeah. What um, do you think? I love Zendaya, too. I think she's amazing. Yeah. I think it's a great show. But I do see how, well, she especially, because she's a Disney star. Right. Followers of, like, she has followers of all age ranges and whatever. And I know, but before they aired the show, she put out this statement, was, like, basically saying, like, look, I'm acting because it's heavy.
0: Yeah. It's heavy.
1: It is so heavy.
0: It's so heavy. Heavy. So you're watching the new season. My kids are now watching the new season. My 15-year-old wanted to watch it where I was hanging out. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Turn it on. She's like, no, you have to leave. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, just turn it on. And she's like, no, forget it. I'll, I'll go watch it somewhere else.
1: Yeah, it's a little awkward. It's so like, I mean, they're portraying people in high school. I'm like, I was not... I don't even do this stuff, but I was not around anyone doing this in high school. Jeez.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a little too much in my in my mind. It's like it's really, it was kind of like I guess hyper real. Like like maybe
1: it's, it's a little hyper real, you're right, hype, right.
0: a little too hyper real. And I hope there aren't schools where that stuff is going on. I mean, there must be parts of it and this is everything all together. What do you think?
1: I think the sad is I think it is, especially the the drug stuff, like. I mean, even out on Long Island, there's a huge um, heroin problem.
0: That's so scary. Like really? Sex Education, the show Sex Education, which is a lot of sex and a little bit of drugs. Have you watched that?
1: I started it.
0: Like that, I, that I like because it's kind of light, you know, and, and it's whereas Euphoria is just so dark. I heard, you know, they were talking about all the, I don't know if it was TV and shows and movies that are up for nominations and things. And one of the newscasters was saying on the radio, "Isn't isn't there anything to make us feel good these days?" I, I think all the all the movies and shows like were all kind of really heavy stuff. How's the second season? Would you recommend it?
1: I mean, I, I think it's great. It's really entertaining, but it's heavy. I mean, the second episode, like, there's a scene and someone's like, it's it's pretty explicit. I will say, I wouldn't watch with your kids.
0: No. Although I watch a lot of stuff with my kids, but that, yeah, they, they, I think they draw the line on that. My parents would never have let me watch that when I was 15. Yeah. No way. My, my parents were really strict. Like I couldn't even, when we were kids on Saturday night, there was the love boat. Have you heard of the love boat? You, guys um, are, yes. you, you have? Okay. There was the love boat that I think was on at 9 PM or maybe 8 PM. And then after that was fantasy Island. You heard of fantasy Island? No. Oh. You never heard of Fancy Island? They remade a movie of it with the, the guy Tattoo. I'm too young. Yeah, you are. Um, and then after Fancy so Love Boat was this fun thing. Fancy Island was a little scary. Then there was nothing on for like a half hour, hour. And then there was Saturday Night Live. I was never allowed to stay up to watch Saturday Night Live. If I was lucky, I was allowed to watch half of Fantasy Island. Most of the time I could watch The Love Boat. That was it.
1: How old were you?
0: 19. What? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But but I was you know, I was definitely 15. 15, 14, 15. Probably I think by the time I was 16, 17, they got a little a little by the time I was in 10th grade. So she's in 10th grade. They lightened up a little bit. But definitely 7th, 8th, 9th couldn't couldn't watch that stuff. Maybe what? in 10th grade. Maybe in 10th grade they light lightened up. Certainly by 11th. But maybe not even in 10th. They, my parents were strict. Yeah, they were. Yep, That's why I'm such a rebel now. That's right. Yeah.
1: Here's a question. Blue light glasses. Do they do stuff or am I just making things up?
0: I think they do some stuff. I don't totally know, but I, I think there is some benefit to those glasses a little bit. I don't totally understand it. My wife does. She knows everything. I tend to just accept things uh so that's my pathetic lame answer is i think there is some benefit to it it's certainly not harmful that's a hundred percent and what do you say what do you know
1: i think so too i get these headaches i look at a screen all day it's like my jaw and i put these on the lens clearly is a different shade it's like a little tint of yellow yeah but i also still have a headache so who knows nobody knows
0: but it's cool All right, everybody. So this was a great, I I had so much fun, Rhea. Me too. You are a rock star. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for everybody joining us at Gross Anatomy and tune in for some more saucy episodes.
1: That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.